Hello and welcome to Insono Tech Corner. In this episode, Simon Ratcliffe from Insono speaks with Alex Hilton, CEO at Cloud Industry Forum, to answer the question, where are all the truly transformational IT projects? Simon and Alex look at this annual research to understand the biggest trends and challenges facing technology departments today. Hello and uh, welcome to this podcast. I'm Simon Ratliff, a principal consultant within Sono, who are a global managed service provider. We're running this series of podcasts at the moment to look at different aspects of transformational IT, and I'm really pleased to be joined today by Alex Hilton from the Cloud Industry Forum. We're going to have a look at a piece of research that SIF did earlier this year on the changing role of the IT department and to look at some of the findings that have come out from that. So welcome, Alex, and perhaps you could frame a little bit about SIF and the research that we've done. Hi, Simon. Yeah, delighted to. Thanks for inviting me along to this. It's wonderful to be able to participate and chat with you over some pretty interesting topics, I think, in some pretty interesting times in the IT industry. Um, so as you introduced me, uh, my name is Alex Hilton. I'm the chief exec of the Cloud Industry Forum. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with us, we are an IT trade body, a not-for-profit organization, and we represent uh, many suppliers and vendors across the IT industry, primarily in the UK, but we do reach into other global uh, markets as well. Uh, we've been running now for 11 years, and one of the main deliverables that we have, which I'm going to touch on today, Simon, is um, our research programs. So, so for every year now, for the last 11 years, we have uh, run a large annual uh, research program looking at different things that are happening in the market. And as you can appreciate 11 years ago, it was quite a different story uh, that we were that we were discussing uh, as far as the adoption of cloud and cloud technologies uh, is concerned. What I wanted to touch on quickly now, if I may, is just a couple of highlights from some of the research that we did earlier this year, um, just to give you a bit of a flavor for where we see the market moving to. The, the headline research, Simon, that we we presented and uh, discussed uh, is described as the changing role of the IT department. Now, 10, 11 years ago, we were talking about cloud at a fairly basic fundamental level. Now, clearly what we're talking about is, I describe it as cloud as, as an enabler. So everything sits on top of that platform or increasingly large amounts of things sit on top of that platform, enabling organizations to then take advantage of certain functionality and features. We talk about scalability, Agility and flexibility is the three kind of big um, functions or features, if you like, that cloud tends to deliver to organizations. And those are really about business drivers rather than purely technical uh, drivers. As far as the changing role of the IT department, uh, and, and as I said, our research is concerned, some of the key highlights, if I can just pull those out, are firstly, 93% of organizations are using cloud services. Probably no big surprise there. Uh, three quarters of organizations believe that the uh, cloud uh, journey they're now on has simplified uh, the business challenges. There are absolutely complexities in here, and I should point out that we don't just talk about all good things about cloud. We do talk, take this balanced agnostic approach uh, where we'll try and take a perspective and go, not everything is rosy in the garden. For example, 90% of organizations have experienced migration challenges. Migrations have been more complex, more costly, uh, and generally more, more demanding, uh, taking paths and avenues that businesses hadn't particularly uh, anticipated or expected uh, before. So migration is something that organizations need to plan or carefully and consider. One of the big drivers, and I know this is close to your heart, Simon, um, is around infrastructure. Um, so 
the largest proportion of IT spend at the moment is still spent, 41%, in fact, on IT infrastructure. Now, for the first time in this research, we're seeing IT infrastructure spend uh, on a cloud basis increase and exceed an on-premise cloud spend, uh, cloud infrastructure spend, I beg your pardon. So one of the key deliverables that we um, unearthed in the research, which I know will be close to you, Simon, uh, something that you talk about uh, extensively, is the infrastructure spend within organizations. So 41% of businesses in the UK, businesses' IT budget is spent on infrastructure, uh, essentially keeping the lights on within the organization. However, and that is the biggest portion of IT spend, okay? However, what we have found for the first time is that infrastructure spend has increased as, and is now predominantly cloud-based infrastructure as opposed to an on-premise infrastructure spend. So that's a significant change. It's only just moving ahead in the cloud world, but it is moving, uh, and, and that's a key indicator for us. So we got lots of other statistics and information, and I could go on about this for quite some time, probably more time than we have on this podcast, Simon, but... <laughs> What I would encourage people to do is obviously to contact uh, you, to contact Insono, certainly to go to the Cloud Industry Forum's website, uh, and you can download for free uh, a copy of our research and, and go into more detail there. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about some of these points as we go through our discussions now, Simon. Indeed we are, and thanks, Alex. That's great. And, and, and I'll echo that. I think the... Um... The Cloud Industry Forum website is actually a, a, a huge repository of, of, of information and really useful data. And, and it is interesting to see how things have changed over the past 11 years. I think one of the things that I pulled out of um, the recent research was, A, that 41% that I still think is incredibly high just to spend on, as you say, keeping the lights on. But what did what heartened me when I first read it was actually 67% of the organizations in there saying they've increased the number of IT projects that they're doing. And that suggests to me actually that maybe there is an acceleration of change in there. And you know, there are all the messages around transformation and how IT needs to be able to drive the business and all of the all the stuff that we've heard of for a number of years. But this this was kind of a quite a step change forward actually in, in the number of people actually doing more projects. I think I what... think also, Simon, sorry, he's talking over you there. I think also what's been interesting around this is that the it's not just um, delivering more, but they're delivering larger scale IT projects within that. And that's that what that number in the research is referring to, which is not necessarily a good thing. It feels like there's a lot of ocean boiling that's potentially going on here where maybe there is some need for some smaller scale projects on this digital transformation journey to get organizations looking and thinking beyond pure infrastructure. I don't know what you think about that. Well, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it's um, it, that that was where it, it then becomes interesting when you dig a little deeper in there, that when you look at what these projects are, actually well over half of them are infrastructure upgrade. I mean, something like 40% of them are people investing in networks mm-hmm. and 30 five percent are are planning migrations and to me actually quite right you know these are we do need good foundations but it seems to me that we're constantly reinvesting in the foundations all the time and as you say there's a lot of these these potentially smaller but definitely transformational projects don't seem to be happening it's almost as if 
as an as an IT mentality, we're saying no. We we've we've got to get the platform right before we can innovate. We've got to get the platform right before we can innovate. We we're constantly saying this, and we're constantly reinvesting in there. But what I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing those 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 truly transformational pieces of work coming off the back of it, and that kind of concerns me a little bit. That we are, you know, again, we're still trying to modernise the legacy or build cloud migration programs and. These things sound worthwhile, I suppose, but they're actually—I I think they're quite mundane projects in 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 many ways. They're they're almost let's let's build a platform and lift and shift onto it because that means we've gone to cloud, and that that still concerns me that 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 thinking is out there. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think I I, I think I broadly agree with you. Um, uh, there are some elements in there that says, well, infrastructure is so fundamental to an organisation because it's the platform that everything really sits upon by definition. Um, so I, I think it's important that organizations have that infrastructure honed and effective and working for them. And, and you know, the environment that we're in right now, you know, in the, in the middle of 2020, when we're, um, you know, have been going through lockdowns and all kinds of issues there with the, uh, you know, the pandemic is a classic example of that as how organizations have been able to adapt their business and become flexible to, you know, enable employees to work from home. Uh, insurance industry is rather busy at the moment. If you run call centers, um, you know, if you're not able to adapt, for example, then you're in a bit of a tricky spot right now and so forth. So, so I think the infrastructure is really important. And I know you're not disputing that. Um, whether it stifles or prevents people taking that next step in terms of uh, their innovation. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see how we go through over the, ne over the next six months or so to see where innovation hopefully then kicks in again, because I think it will reset uh, a lot of IT um, spends uh, and IT projects that are going on right now. One other point, if I may, um, is just really looking at a lot of what we describe as the business drivers of cloud adoption. So I talked about agility and flexibility and scalability earlier. Um, you know, those are all business things. They're not, they're not really technology things. Uh, and I think that's an important factor because more and more now we're seeing uh, these projects are being driven from a board level. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's an element of a vision in there, uh, which has come from a board, which not doesn't necessarily know how to do the implementation, but kind of that's okay. Um, to me, that will drive a lot of the innovation though. The fact that it's now going up to a board level discussion will drive innovation. That said, and something I know that you're very close to, uh, what we certainly found in our research is that, uh, in fact, 80%, 80% of businesses are lacking people skills. And those people skills are not just technical skills, they are strategy and vision. So there is a real need for organizations to be able to either get these skills in-house, and those are probably quite expensive people to do strategy and vision, or to partner effectively with organizations who will help them on that on that visionary journey they are on uh, just another perspective i guess simon no i think it's, i think it's a very valid perspective and i also think it's really timely um there there is not I, I i genuinely think there's an opportunity that will come out of the situation we currently find ourselves in because as you say we there, there's been a complete pivot in in the way a lot of organizations have behaved over the last seven or eight weeks alone. I mean, it's, it's odd to be measuring this in weeks um, for a change. And what what has happened is businesses have realized that they have to take risks. They have to take the risk because actually if they don't take the risk, they won't survive. And 
they, in a way, they haven't needed the strategy and vision because it's, it's been very apparent to them what they need to do. And that, that's taken that element out just at the moment. But what it has taught, I think, both IT and the business is that if you take risk, actually, in most cases, it's been quite successful. It's not necessarily been around. People didn't have time to reconstruct their infrastructure to suddenly have an entire workforce at home. They had to throw it up as part of something else. And I think that 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 is is where I tend to challenge a little bit the, the, the thought processes that go on. Absolutely, infrastructure is key. If infrastructure wasn't key, then then people like Insono would, well, essentially we wouldn't exist because that, that's what we do. We, we seek to, to, to help create and manage those infrastructures for people. But I think w what I see sometimes is people separate the infrastructure and the transformation. And there's almost a mentality that says we have to get that infrastructure right before we transform on top of it. We need to reduce our risk of collapsing the infrastructure. Whereas what I would like to see, and I, and I happily put, well, not necessarily happily, but I put my old CFO hat on. I started off life as a CFO. And I would always look at projects in terms of what, what the yield to my business was going to be. And when I looked at infrastructure projects, I didn't really see much of a yield to my business. However, if somebody bought me a project that had an element of transformational change, and as part of that had to update the infrastructure, that's fine. That made perfect sense to me. I think sometimes it's, it's how they're characterized. And it, it's tricky when you're, you're reading research, Cole, but, it, but the impression I get is there is still that, I think the focus is, is perhaps one step lower than, than, than where it needs to be. And perhaps part of that is because actually having that strategic vision, as you say, is, it's, it's a difficult skill to get hold of. And it's a difficult skill sometimes then to retain as well, because once it's once you've got a strategist inside the business, particularly just in an IT function, once the strategy is set, they're, they're never quite sure where they're going to be going from there. So it's, it's just trying to find that balance. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree that, the, that those two are fundamentally linked. But I do think this is an opportunity for change. Right now, we have... As, as IT people, we, we, we have that opportunity to say to businesses, actually, look, we can take risks. We can fundamentally change what we're doing. And we've seen so many businesses doing it. You know, we've got racing car manufacturers producing breathing aids. We've got clothing manufacturers making PPE now. We've got, you know, people have invented entire new ventilator models. It, it, the ability to transform and, and take risks is, is phenomenal right now. And I think it's about, in essence, what I'd like to see actually is an element of trying to capture that as we go forward and, and apply that into what IT departments can do to, to just try and stop spending so much of their money on keeping the lights on and, and try and move the needle on that lever a little bit into change and development and build upon that, that risk appetite that's changed and not, again, focus so much on the infrastructure has to be there. Yeah, interesting. I, I mean, I think to I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. I think, you know, another research highlight for me was that we found, and this is back to the point I was making earlier, and I think endorsing what you're saying is that 91% of IT functions now report directly to the board. Uh, and that is a significant change. I think Deloitte did some research some years ago. Uh, and it was almost completely the opposite way around. It wasn't quite as extreme as that, but it was you know, only 20% of, of the IT function reported at a board level. So for 91% to now be at that board level, for me, 
is definitely a positive in terms of the strategic direction uh, and the importance that IT uh, now takes within organizations. And indeed, I was on a uh, call with a client a while ago who uh, made me chuckle a little bit because they came up with this quite nice little sort of anecdotal definition of uh, the CEO. And, the, you know, the, the guy who was the head of IT had said he'd been talking with his CEO and said, the CEO, in, in light of the crisis at the moment, said, well, the CEO said to him, uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm ultimately responsible for running the business as CEO. However, in the time that we're in right now, I absolutely get it that IT actually runs the business. Uh, <laughs> and, and that, to me, was quite insightful, where you start to get people thinking in those uh, kind of ways, uh, you know, how adaptable organizations have been and how truly transformative they've been able to be in this time of, um, I don't like the language, but I'm going to say it, unprecedented uh, <laughs> environment that we, we find ourselves in right now. I, I, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's been a real good opportunity for us actually to, to be able to look at the research which was done, essentially the questions were asked in, in, in the last quarter of last year to be published this year to, to see that absolute pivot that's, that's gone on in the world. Um, it would be really fascinating, actually, to to rerun that same piece of research a year in advance. It, I would love to see the comparison of of those two views. Not that uh, I'm trying to uh, pre prejudge what the research for next year will be, but I, I that that would be quite an interesting exercise. I think that's probably true of a, of a lot of things over there. So um, I think we're going to run out of time fairly soon. So what what kind of takeaways do we think we can get from this from this analysis of this research and, and the situation that we find ourselves in in the world at the moment what 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 would you suggest to organizations that actually could be top of their mind at the moment yeah i think there's probably two or three points that i would certainly leave organizations with or businesses just to think about um i think the first one is the point that we would probably furiously agree upon which is looking beyond infrastructure uh, you, you know, you talked about um, taking risks. I think that's a tricky one, this taking risks thing, because if, you know, inherently that doesn't sit well uh, with some organizations because IT can potentially be seen as a um, a bit of a, 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 a bit of a drag, a drain on, on money. You know, you can, there are so many projects over the many, many years in the IT industry that you and I, sadly, Simon, can probably remember um, that have gone wrong, uh, certainly public sector spend projects as well that have been become, um, you know, rather poor examples of where IT spend hasn't gone well. But uh, attitude to risk is something that organizations need to think about. Now, the beauty of, you know, our cloud environment we find ourselves in is at least you can switch stuff off quickly. Uh, so if it's not working for whatever reason, uh, there is that opportunity there. So I think looking beyond the infrastructure, has to be taken with this um, attitude to risk element that you discussed in there uh, as a part of that and considering what that impact that that you know risk has and, and how organizations will uh, sort of move their own dial in that environment. The second one for me is thinking about contingency planning. Uh, I, and I say that, um, I suppose my thinking has changed on that over the course of the last couple of months in the environment that we find ourselves in in the middle of 2020. Um, but contingency planning has got to be tested and got to be tested rigorously uh, and stress tested. Uh, you know, and there are organizations who have uh, got, they believe they've got the appropriate contingency in place, be it DR um, or, 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 you know, ability to create um, 
uh, virtual desktop environments where business, you know, individuals can work at home effectively. You've got to test this stuff properly. And I think there are organizations I certainly know about who have not done that effectively and have suffered. But equally, there are those who have. Um, and my final point, really, Simon, uh, would be looking at, you know, the culture of your organization. Uh, and those two previous points come into play here. You know, can you adapt in, in this changing environment now? I don't think we're ever going to fully go back to the environment we were in. I think we will certainly move back to a degree because uh, that's where, you know, culturally we'd found ourselves as businesses, as organizations, as IT suppliers and so forth. Uh, but I think we will never fully move back to that environment where we were before. I think people want to work from home more. Uh, it'll become more acceptable um, and we'll be able to measure people's uh, um, uh, productivity essentially in a more effective way or we will find better ways to do that. But the culture of the organization is key to that and that impacts the previous two points certainly around attitude to risk as well. So I think those would be the things I'd encourage people to take away. What about you? Um, I, I think... The, the one message that I've got is, I think there's a lot of organizations at the moment who've, who've basically survived the transition and they're, they're sitting there and they're, they're hoping they can get through this and they're hoping they'll come out of it the other side. And in many ways, I think they're, they're almost aiming at, well, when it gets back to normal. And I, I hear the phrase new normal a lot. And I don't think anybody really knows what the new normal looks like. But I think it's this... What concerns me is this hope that we can come out of it and we can get back to potentially the way we were. And it was encapsulated with somebody I was talking to the other day. And his, his view was, well, hope is not a strategy. And it's about actually coming back to the notion of we do actually need a strategy. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of things everybody in every road is talking about at the moment is like, you know, what's it going to look like when we come out of, of, of the lockdown that we're currently in? It's more about actually what can we do as, as IT departments now to get a view on what the future should look like and build towards it and keep building towards it while we're in this current situation. And I think that that is the thing. And that relates to all of those points that you've just made. It's, it's a way of encapsulating it and saying, how how do we actually drive this forward so so we don't kind of stagger out blinking in a few days time as if a few weeks time days there's optimism a few weeks time um uh, you know, almost as if we're emerging from a, a cave into the daylight it's about having that ability to have a view of where we're going making sure that we do understand actually what that, that culture should look like um and as you say things like making sure that the, the contingency planning is properly tested in future. That is a culture change because in many, many organizations, that's been a tick box. You know, we've done it. The compliance people are happy. Right, let's move on. Actually, let's test it properly. Let's understand that these things can hit at any time and have a strategy to deal with it. it, it it's, it's an overused word, but I think it's an under-adopted process. I think um, I, I, I hear a lot of people saying, I have a roadmap. You might have a roadmap, but you don't have a strategy because you don't actually necessarily know where that road is going to. That, that's the problem. It's a bit like I've got a sat nav, but I haven't told it the destination yet. And to me, there is an opportunity. The one thing we have, a lot of us at the moment, is, is, is a bit more thinking time because we're not commuting. We're not rushing everywhere. It is an ideal opportunity. I was going to go and say sit 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 under a tree outside, but um, absolutely hammering down with rain where I am at the moment, so that's not a good idea. So, to me, it it, it yeah, it's about embracing those elements and and wrapping them up. So, I think that that's my takeaway to all of that. 
Thank you for listening and we hope it was time well invested. If you've enjoyed hearing from us today, please subscribe to our channel through your app of choice. In the meantime, we look forward to sharing more challenging ideas with you in the next episode of the Insono Tech Corner podcast.